1: This is Terrio Media. How much is real estate in the metaverse? I mean, are people really paying millions of dollars? Is there anything cheaper? Well, let's take a look. You ready? Let's go. Welcome to the all new epic real estate investing show. The longest running real estate investing podcast on the interwebs. Your source for housing market updates, creative investing strategies, and everything else you need to retire early. Some audio may be pulled from our weekly videos and may require visual support. To get the full premium experience, check out Epic Real Estate's YouTube channel, epicrei.tv. If you want to make money in real estate, sit tight and stay tuned. If you want to go far, share this with a friend. If you want to go fast, go to reiace.com. Here's Matt. Buying virtual real estate in the metaverse platform like uh, Decentraland or the Sandbox is becoming an increasingly popular investment for the tech-savvy real estate investor who doesn't mind the risks of being in, you know, being an early adopter. However, determining just how much to pay for said virtual real estate that's been tricky, especially since there are no professional appraisers in the metaverse yet. For many. Knowing what to pay for a parcel in the Metaverse platform or platforms, the ones of their choice, it's it's kind of like a a crapshoot. The market has shown to be extremely volatile, meaning depending on when you're watching this, prices could be way, way down. And if you came back to watch this next week, prices could be way, way up. And just like real world real estate, there are several things to consider when determining how much to offer for a piece of Metaverse real estate all of which can help you better determine a fair market value for the land that you want to buy. Most of the same factors, though, come into play when pricing virtual real estate as you'd use to price real-world real estate. For example, it's important to know how much the lots around yours have sold for, as well as the commercial potential of the lot that you've purchased, if any exists at all. So you can look at marketplaces like OpenSea to check prices, and you're going to want to look at location, just like real-world real estate. You'll want to look at what you think the foot traffic can be, and what you think you can get as a yield. However, one thing that's harder to predict with virtual real estate is who is about to move into the neighborhood. You know, big companies are, are buying and renting plots in a very hush-hush manner, which is impossible to do in the real world. I mean, if LeBron James moved into your neighborhood, for example, you'd definitely hear the rumblings. If a popular fast food chain were being built next door, there would be permits and zoning hearings but not necessarily for the metaverse. Now, there are many different characteristics of land that can determine its value in the real world. Anything from, you know, retained mineral rights, access to water, the terrain, to existing sewer connections. All of these aspects can make a property more valuable to the right buyer. And the same can be said for metaverse lots, though buyers in the metaverse value different things. And so here are a few important characteristics of metaverse parcels. Number one, the location. That one's obvious probably, right? We've touched on it. But the influence on the price of Metaverse Lots location can, it can't be overstated because that means not only the location of the lot within its platform, but also the platform wherein it's located. Since Metaverse Land can't be moved, just like real world land, it is where it is. And if the neighborhood is a hot one, you may find you have to pay a lot more to be there. Number two, size. Although lot sizes in some platforms are the same, Others are not, and this is important to note. You can also buy something called an estate, a real estate package that may contain multiple lots or a lot with a structure already on it. These additional parcels or structures can significantly influence the value of a piece of metaverse property since they directly influence the size of what you can build on your land. And then number three, utility. You know, in theory, you can build anything you want on any metaverse lot, but some lots simply make more sense to use in particular ways. For example, if a lot faces a road, it might make a more valuable parcel for people who want to build billboards. If you hope to build a mini mall, you don't necessarily need the road frontage since avatars can move through lots without roads too. If you're a lot or two off the main drag, a dominating structure would be just as visible from the road and you'll pay less for the location. So prices for land in the metaverse have surged this year. With some plots selling for millions of dollars, many brands they want to secure space that they think will be popular in the metaverse, in the same way that they buy advertising space on popular websites. Price Waterhouse, Adidas, and Warner Music Group, just to name a few, have all invested planting their flags in the digital ground. Land prices have risen by as much as 500% since Facebook changed the name of its holding company to Meta in October 2021. 500%. So why are they throwing so much money at it? Well, imagine in the late 90s thinking the Internet was a fad and would never amount to anything worth investing in. Sounds crazy, but many did. People don't want to make that mistake again. Many investors are viewing this as a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So if you missed out then, this might be your second chance. And considering that the metaverse is fundamentally a 3D version of the Internet and the expectation is that once the technology has caught up with the concept, More and more people will spend more and more time in this virtual world. You know, people spend a lot of time on the internet already. So why wouldn't they spend a lot of time in the metaverse? Especially if, as Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg says, they can have experiences there that they can't have on a 2D website. All of this means there could be some very serious money to be made. The metaverse has the potential to become a multi-trillion dollar part of the world economy in the coming decades, according to Tim Sweeney, CEO of Epic Games. That's the company behind Fortnite. I mean, he's gone on to say that the next three years are going to be critical for all of the metaverse aspiring companies like Epic, Roblox, Microsoft, and Facebook. I mean, it's a race to get to a billion users with the winner essentially being able to set the standard. So the race is on and the amount of money it takes to compete, it's rising rapidly. I mean, someone recently paid $450,000, almost a half a million bucks, to be rapper Snoop Dogg's neighbor in the metaverse. The metaverse's biggest deals have been by Republic Realm, which splashed out $4.3 million on land in the sandbox. And Tokens.com spent $2.4 million, they they spent that inside of Decentraland. And some are saying that Microsoft's $68.7 billion deal to buy game publisher Activision Blizzard is a sign that gaming will be a key part of the metaverse with people popping on headsets and gaming in virtual reality settings, Many questions, though, remain about the future of the metaverse. But the one thing that seems certain for now is we're going to be hearing a lot more about it in the years ahead. And in the meantime, people are currently paying millions for metaverse land. But we're still early. We're really early. I mean, the number of crypto wallets that own metaverse land accounts for less than 30,000 investors. Parcels in Decentraland can still be purchased for $15,000 or so up from six thousand dollars just 12 months ago so we're early but it's going up fast you know fifteen thousand dollars for a parcel it's not chump change but we're not talking about anything out of reach for most people either the adoption of the metaverse is moving in the right direction most stats are showing steady significant growth which has translated to massive gains for early sellers on these platforms and the trends point to these gains continuing however understand and i don't know maybe i don't even have to point this out but these worlds are new and not yet fully established. So the potential might be tempting, but you may have to delve further and look beyond the statistics. You know, before you make any investment decision, at this point, it probably makes sense to follow the wisdom of crypto, NFT, and blockchain vets. Do not invest more than you're willing to lose. So I'm getting closer by the day to making my first metaverse investment. The asymmetric risk to reward ratio is just too big to not take that chance. And that's my opinion. But uh, I'll go ahead. I'll keep you posted as to what I do and when I do it. So if you'd like to explore the possibility of working together one-on-one in the real world of real estate with a creative, open-minded mentor, go to REIace.com, answer a few questions and pick a time for us to hop on the phone and we'll brainstorm some ideas about getting you to the next level of your real estate investing.
0: Thanks for sitting tight while we pay our light bill. We'll be back right after this.
1: ever hear someone say i have too much money me neither let's get you some more back to the show hey rockstar got another live call for you today and this one was very interesting the seller was firm on his price not willing to budge i believe were his exact words but he was very open to seller financing and he didn't bat an eye when I mentioned subject two either. So watch how it played out and then I'll run the numbers for you at the end. And then I'll even play you the follow up call on the next day. So you know exactly what happened. Hello. Yes. Hey, it's Matt. And, uh, I was calling about your property on, uh, that you might want to sell. Yeah. Very good. We texted back and forth a couple of times. So sorry for the delay. Yeah. Super. So I know uh Jen talked to you a little bit about it and I just wanna review a few things to see if it's gonna be a good fit for us. Okay. All right. Um she says the uh, the condition is like in perfect condition? Yeah. Okay. Super. If you're gonna stay there say a few more years, or is there anything that you know you would fix for sure?
0: Dude, yeah, I'll tell you what I I would probably redo the second bathroom. The, just to remodel it. The second bath? Got it yeah that's about it though okay i may update the floors mm-hmm. like they go from the laminate floor into actual real bamboo outside mm-hmm. mm-hmm. kind of that though man like um i just put in a completely brand new 16 seer train uh hvac system mm-hmm. on the roof and in the thing that was about a month ago not one appliance in there is older than three years old okay um the kitchen's been redone new countertops mm-hmm. the whole ma- master bath has been completely remodeled as well we find new carpet, flooring and all that kind. not really man nothing at all actually
1: sweet sweet are you living in the property right now or is it vacant
0: no i have a month a month
1: tenant in there right now <laughs> okay very good and what is the the rent bringing in may i ask
0: uh, yeah, it's 1,200 a month. Um, as soon as he's a really good friend of mine, but as soon as this thing is up with
1: him, mm-hmm. his rent will be raised in 16th. Got it. And so it's month to month. Do you have like a, a verbal agreement with him? I have a verbal agreement with him, yeah. Okay. I'd want to honor that. What, what is the, what's the extent of that if we needed to? Uh, 30 day notice. Okay. Perfect. Well, gosh, it sounds like a, a, a perfect property. Um, it sounds like something we'd be looking for. Why are you thinking about selling it?
0: Um, dude, like, I have a locked-in rate at 2.75, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, I was... One of two things. I was thinking about wanting to wipe out some debt because I started a business venture down in Mexico City, mm-hmm. and it didn't really work out that well, just given the, the, the climate that we're all in. Right. And for one, two, and I wanted to use the rest of that money to buy something else. Got it. But I mean, but when you're valued at 3.10... 315 mm-hmm. right in there, mm-hmm. and you only owe 160 on it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, all right, you bought it for 185, right. I'm way on the other side.
1: Got it. So you're going to make some money on it, is what you want.
0: Yeah, I mean, like just <clears> to have <throat> a fresher start. Mm-hmm. However, though, if I do get one of these jobs that I've applied for, mm-hmm. I
1: probably won't sell it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Because the two jobs that I'm, I'm being considered
0: for right now are well into six figures. Mm-hmm. then it's just like alright you know what I'll bite the bullet live cheap for a year and a half
1: and I'll pay mm-hmm. off my debt myself and then I won't sell the property <laughs> got it do you have a deadline on that? Uh, probably in a couple of weeks okay so it's there coming up okay perfect um, have you considered just calling a real estate agent sounds like a perfect retail property
0: I have they're taking pictures of it tomorrow
1: okay so this is something you're probably going to list
0: probably going to list for a
1: little bit. Okay. And then if I do get one of these jobs, I'm going to have her pull it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be the right buyer for you. I mean, it sounds like you kind of got figure it figured out. You know what you want to do. Um, what do we have here? I mean, it's, but, it's, but
0: if somebody offers me what the current value is for those apartments that are in there, mm-hmm. that are currently listed, mm-hmm. I'd I definitely consider it.
1: But I'm not going to sell it for anything less than that. Oh, <laughs> I understand. Got it. All right. So what are the uh, – I'm looking at some of the, the most recent comparables. I mean, I'm, gosh, the, the market is shifting so quickly, and I've got so many opportunities on my desk right now.
0: No, I'm sure. I am yeah. sure. I mean, the comparables that was sent over to me, the average yeah. is about 310, given 310. the condition that my apartment is.
1: Right, right. And you it's a two-bed, two-bath, right? And a two-car garage. And a two-car garage, got it. We, we went back – because even just hikes. If we just took out May and just focused on June when that was kinda seems like kinda like the the transition right there, mid May. Um, let's see. I would love to make this work for both of us, but I got an obligation to keep the lights on over here. So No, absolutely.
0: Totally get it, my man. Totally
1: (laughs) Totally, get it. Totally. So let me see. Um just removing all of the three bedrooms here out of this this report. And then I got the same report from her as well. Mm-hmm. I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. Do you got a time frame of how far that goes back? Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, okay. June. June? Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, really? Okay. So I'm looking at the public records here and if we took out, if we just looked at the two bedrooms within a quarter mile of your area, let me take out the one bedroom, take out the three bedroom and then lots of three bedrooms in there. Like we got the, we got the market, they the average, just the average sales price at, 262. That's a little far that's off. That's the way. thing, though. It, it, the thing
0: is, if you go one block up,
1: mm-hmm. you're in the hood. Is that what's going on here? Okay.
0: Yeah. You go one block up, you hit You're screwed. Right. I fit right in that pocket where Spanish Trails is. And this is why a lot of people like that neighborhood is because I got the best schools zoned. Uh-huh. I, and I'm right there before I get So, this is the thing, though. A lot of people... Like I see that you're calling me from LA
1: and I'm from LA as well. And yeah, I it's, kinda like, <clears throat> it's kinda like if you're on
0: one side of the street, wrong side of the street in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. you get into section eight you get into section eight housing. And if you go up one block, literally a quarter of a mile, you're right there in that hood and that's where like mm-hmm. has a lot of trailer parks and all that jazz. And this is where a lot of people who are not 100% really familiar with that because you look Mm -hmm. at a quarter mile radius but if you also look at a quarter mile radius in Santa Monica Mm -hmm. you jump into you know rent control housing you jump into a lot of you know not as desirable stuff because the first thing you think about Santa Monica is like you know 3rd Street Promenade Mm -hmm. I went to to, to Samo as well and I get it, it you know but if you're but that's a thing though like it's not something that I'm willing to budge on. Sure. Average neighborhood, sure, but then that quarter mile radius.
1: Right but if you look around that quarter mile radius, right there's nothing desirable in there. What's this number eight property? Okay, hold on, because I'm looking, and I am between. If you, if you get up. If you get up, the mm-hmm. you're screwed. It's undesirable. Uh, okay, let me take that. This one right here is that's weighing you down. Yeah, it takes us to two ninety nine. that's what I'm saying you get up the drop and that's the thing
0: though and I got this little pocket Mm -hmm. and for what my interest rate is Mm -hmm. dude if I I'm about to pay off this loan in 10 years right right. so if I get a if I get a six figure income you know for the job that I'm looking at Mm -hmm. dude I can pay this thing off and get myself out of debt and now I'm sitting on a property in about 5 or 7 more years now that could be worth 350.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. No, you're in a good spot and boy your loan is as much of an asset as your property is really.
0: No, absolutely. I mean yeah. like when you have 2.75 at your fixed rate for 10 more years, well mm-hmm. I had it up for 15. I got 10 more years left on it. Mhm. Um, after I refinanced it cuz I refinanced it from 30 that was at 3.9 and I got it down to a 15 2.75. Dude, my payment only moved about $75. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like it was, it, but I cut my loan into half. And right. when you have an inflation rate at 8, it almost got paid
1: to take <laughs> out that loan. <laughs> yeah, you, you're a little bit more... Uh, that, that's what I'm telling people all the time, too. Is like We're like at negative interest rates. Even if it's 6%, we're still at negative 3% of what the loans are. Yeah, I, that, dude, yep. I got
0: a degree in economics for a reason. But yeah, you get a it. thing, though. Like you just noticed it As soon as you took out That one house On that border, mm-hmm. Dude It goes up to 300 Just right. paid $299 Just go up to 300 For round number
1: purposes. Right right No, I got you okay. No I need that I need that extra buck dude um, <laughs> uh, No here we go I'll, I'll
0: buy you I'll, I'll buy you a beer At the end of the day Sounds
1: good <laughs> Sounds good Yeah The, the, the only way that, that The mark would allow me To come up and, and get you your price Is if you were willing To like take some money now And the rest later Would you be open To something like that
0: Okay. Yeah, like I'm never going to say no to something until something's formally presented to sure, you. Sure, sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing that makes you a little bit more desirable than most people that I talk to is your loan right now. Um, would you be willing to leave that in place and uh, just sell me your equity? Maybe. Like,
0: like, like I said, um, mm-hmm. my last statement said I owed $161 and some change. I make my next statement here in about six, seven more days. Mm-hmm. What I drop to my bottom line, I only pay three hundred and seventy dollars a month in interest. Bro, nice. <laughs> like shit. Right, right. That's all I pay in interest. Okay. So like, like, like I said, man, if you put something forward,
1: mm-hmm. I can definitely look into it. Okay. I, it's 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 really hard to come up with something off the cuff. Like I'm willing to entertain any idea. All right. But. Sweet. I need
0: something to take a
1: look, entertain though. <laughs> for sure, no, I'll put something together for you, for sure. Just so I'm not wasting your time though, if I were to give you some money now and the rest later, how much do you actually need right now? 50 grand. Oh, 50 grand, I didn't hear that, sorry. Okay. Yeah, 50 grand. All right. I think that could be could be very doable. All right, um, let me put something together and then uh, when can I call you back when you'll be in front of your computer?
0: Uh, is this your cell number, man?
1: Yeah, is my cell. I'm from LA too.
0: Shoot, so. me, uh, shoot me a WhatsApp message mm-hmm. and maybe we can schedule a Zoom call.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good? Yep. Thanks, partner. Bye, buddy. Talk Later. to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, bye. bye Alrighty, So we might have something here. I don't know. We're going to run the numbers really quickly. But um, you know, when I'm looking for a deal, I'm always looking for two things. It's really not a deal unless I've got equity and or if I've got cash flow. So those are the two things I'm always looking for. And then that'll put me in a position as to whether it's worth my time, even making an offer or not. Typically, I will always make an offer, but you know, how far, how much time do I want to invest in this is really what I'm trying to discern right away. This is my quick and dirty math formula. So I'll show you real quickly. All right. So we know the seller's property is, I have it valued right at, at, uh, right at, at 299. So I'll say 300. The seller wants 310. Said he's not willing to budge, right? So an equity play, this is probably not going to happen here. Doesn't need to sell. There's no real distress. The property is in a great condition. I saw the picture online. It, it's decorated beautifully. He's already got a, uh, an agent out there taking pictures, probably going to list it next week. So he's not going to sell it at a discount. If he has to keep it, you know, he's more than willing to keep it. So what we have to do is run the cash flow play. Can we? this into a cash producing asset based on his uh, willingness to carry back the financing and even go subject to. So that's what we're going to look at. All right. So I saw the rents. He said he's going to re-rent this thing for 600 bucks at the at the beginning of the next month. I looked online, that is probably market rent. And I'm already thinking right now that might not be enough uh, for this to cash flow. So I did find a couple property properties in the area, that cash flow for, or excuse me, that rented for 1800. So that would be my best case scenario. Now. And I think I'm gonna need the best case scenario to even make this work just based off of what I was thinking. One thing I didn't, information I didn't get from him was what the property would, or what the uh, actual mortgage payment was. So I texted him back and he said, 1279. Wow, 1279 with this uh, 2.75% interest. Cause this is what I'm really going after Cause that's really juicy right now based on what the rates have done. So at 1279, that kind of scary is if I take the 1800 and I know based on taxes, insurance, maintenance, vacancy, property management, I'm going to lose about 40% of this every month, averaged out over the year, right? So I just always hit that time at So my real rent, what I actually need to month, is going to be my net operating. Now I got a money that's the mortgage payment. You can already see that there's a problem there, right? Like my cash flow, and I had to factor in what my down payment's going to be, how much money I'm going to pay for, or how much I'm going to have to pay for my private money on the down payment, and then we still got the gap between the uh, his equity, or excuse me, the, the value of the house, and then he owes 180. So that puts us at what? So I still got to negotiate seller financing terms on the equity here. So if we're already 199 It's probably not a deal, but I was curious because this looks really, really high. So it's gotta be a 15 year loan. So I'm gonna call him back to confirm. And what I also didn't ask was about HOA. So I'm gonna have to call him back on that also because it looks like from an aerial view that he does live in some sort of condo type building. And I'm 99% positive there is an HOA there. So I'm gonna give him a call back real quick. Yeah. All right. So yeah, on your, you said your mortgage, you texted me back, it was 1279 Yes. Is that like a 15 year mortgage? 15 year mortgage fixed
0: at 2.75. Ah,
1: okay, 15 year, man, that might be the deal killer.
0: Yeah, it was just, it was for what my payment was mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm re- I'm going to renew that lease for 1600 a month.
1: Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. Got it, are you managing the property yourself? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you've been negative cash flowing almost, right, up to this point. Um, for the last few months,
0: yeah, and then um, I'm renewing the lease September Mm first, and it'll
1: be sixteen hundred a month. Got it. Yeah. All right. So I saw sixteen hundred was kind of the average. Eighteen hundred in your best case scenario. Do you have an HOA over there too? What's that? Do you have an HOA over there?
0: Yeah, to two sixty. Hmm.
1: got it all right well man i don't know if i if i can make this work you got any ideas
0: if you want to take it out right
1: yeah you know i was even looking at a 30-year amortized with today's mortgage rates and it puts me basically right at you go 12.79 yeah that's
0: the thing though that's why i refinanced it when i could mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it, because i was at 3.98 Mm-hmm. for the price and for my payment went up from i was at 3.9 something i think 3.8 something mm-hmm. and when i refinanced it at 15 at 2.75 my payment increased what 50 bucks mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: right right
0: so got it. yeah this is the thing though man like if you guys want to take it out right i'm more than willing
1: to take some uh entertain some ideas for you but I right. mean, this is where i'm currently at got you yeah the rents just ain't keeping up with the prices over there so and then with that yeah. with 260 bucks on HOA, it's like a deal killer.
0: Yeah, I totally get it, man. I totally get it.
1: All right, man. Well, I just want to get back to you and let you know what I'm I was saying. Sure, I, I appreciate it, man. You bet. Good luck, partner. Thank. Bye. Bye. All right. So, for sure, we've got no deal here, unless I missed something. But uh, this right here being this 15-year loan, that is, that's is—that's the deal killer right there. And when he said, uh, "Told me about the... Uh, when I asked about the HOA, so there's the nail in the coffin right there, because that puts us at, uh, what, four, 459. And I did even calculate the down payment, but let's go ahead and do that, because if I were to go uh, to, give him 50 pay down, it's the down payment. I've got a, a couple sources of private money that I can get this down payment at right at 8%. percent it be a payment right around 330 three bucks that it only, so there's another negative. So 459 minus, that would be plus, wouldn't it? Plus 333. So now I'm at negative 792, my not a great cash flowing property, especially when you're valued at 300,000 bucks. And then I still haven't even calculated what I would have to pay him for his equity to sell it finance. So we got the difference between here. This was actually not 180, 160. So that would put, uh, the 300. There's 140. Then minus the 50 grand that I gave him. Um, so give it me 90,000. What I'd owe him, right? Give us that. It was, uh, 300 minus 160,000. That gives us 140 minus the $50,000 down payment. Now I've got to negotiate where I'm going to pay for this. I doubt that he would be down for, uh, principal only. Not that it would make a difference at all. But even if I was got some of the sweet deal and got it at four percent, you know we're still there's another three hundred bucks in the payment to him there. So now we're at uh, with that one thousand ninety-two in cash flow, but that's not a positive cash flow. That is a negative cash flow. So I don't see a deal here. Um, I'd probably be better off just going to a bait and getting one of these high six or seven percent loans that they're giving out today. I would do much better than what we got going on right here. So I don't see a deal here. I've got no equity. I've got no cash flow. If I miss something, if you got an idea that you saw that I missed or somewhere that I messed up, I am a student of the game. I am always open to learning. I learned something new at every single transaction. What you saw, what we could have done differently. And if you're thinking about changing the use case, because that would really be the only other option I could think of is changing the use of the property. So it would generate more income to cover all the debt service that we got going on here. Then, uh, I mean, we could do student housing, we could do short-term rental, we could do assisted living, we could do all of that type of stuff in an under normal circumstances, but this isn't a, a condo uh, complex and condos, townhome, connected home, something like that. But uh, they've got an HOA there. And for most parts of the country, that HOA is going to kill a lot of those possibilities. But here in Las Vegas, it absolutely kills every single one of those possibilities. So, my only option here are the traditional ways of buying, selling, and leasing homes for this particular property. And that wraps up the epic show. If you found this episode valuable, who else do you know that might too? There's a really good chance you know someone else who would. And when their name comes to mind, please share it with them and ask them to click the subscribe button when they get here and I'll take great care of them. God loves you and so do I. Health, peace, blessings, and success to you. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream.